0: What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to episode number 106 of the VK Bros. With the VK Bros, Jason and Alex von Cannell. And I'm a little bit tired this morning. It's been a big week of uh, another range of head colds through the family. So two small children not sleeping a whole lot, which means adults not sleeping a whole lot. Shout out to my wonderful wife, Amanda, for doing the absolute 99% of the getting up at night time for Jake. Also shout out to Jake for choosing mum as your favourite. Uh, so I can actually get some sleep, but I'm still wrecked. So how are you, Alex?
1: I'm better than that. Mm. Yeah. I'm finally, I've, I've still got like a lingering cough, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of a phlegmy, phlegmy cough that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still dealing with, but, um, very quiet on the work front. Yeah. No new inquiry. Yeah, none. Right. None. And we're buying cars, but I think there's a little bit of a correction coming on it. I, I, I don't know if there's any particular rhyme or reason, but. Oh, I do want to give a quick product shout out. Sure. Because I just bought another one of these, so I've now got two in stock.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Purely because I can't see more value in a car than this car. Hit me. So I bought, uh, I've got two different year models. I've got a 2010 and a, no, no, sorry, a 2013 and mm-hmm. a 2015 Peugeot 208 GTI. Mm-hmm. So that's a little hot hatch, 1.6 turbo engine. Mm hmm. It's got partial leather. It's got cruise control, dual zone climate, Bluetooth phone connectivity. Mm-hmm. The later one has reverse camera. The other one has sensors. Um, beautiful to drive, fast, heaps of fun. Great chassis. A bit softer than like a Fiesta ST mm-hmm. or a um, maybe Apollo GTI, but which makes it more practical for me. I'm driving. Or actually, yeah. As
0: far as a daily driver goes, if it's a little bit uh, less responsive, it's probably a good thing.
1: Dude, I've got one <laughs> car that you can own for fourteen grand. Yeah,
0: done right. one hundred
1: and ten thousand k's.
0: What year models are these, sorry?
1: So the thirteen plate, yeah. I've got a grey thirteen plate. Yeah, that you can have for fourteen grand. Yeah, and I've got the white one that I've got outside there that I just bought yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is a, a fifteen built sixteen complied done seventy thousand k's, mm-hmm. and that car's sixteen grand.
0: Yeah, wow, that's like, ridiculously good value. Because what would those things have been new?
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know how much they are new. But I compare it up against what else is in the market. I yes. just sold a 17-plate Fiesta ST that mm-hmm. does not have leather. It's got Recaros, but no leather. Uh, probably as fast, probably about, about as fast as each other. But the, I would say the Fiesta is a more focused hot hatch for $21,000. Yeah.
0: Well, what, it's 50% more
1: it crazy amount of value. That's why I bought another one. Like yeah, when I saw it, so I'm one. just like, that's too much value. So if there's anyone out there that wants, wants now they're all manuals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you want a fun commuter, uh, I think I'm averaging 6.6 litres per hundred. It doesn't matter. Uh, well, which is, it's half what my Jaguar was. <laughs> Actually,
0: no, what with fuel prices at the moment, it does matter. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't should say but that. But if you
1: want something that you can have heaps and heaps of fun in, sit in comfort, have all the mod cons, mm-hmm looks cool yeah it's got you know nice alloys daytime running lamps the whole gear, mm-hmm. and for not a lot of money yeah i don't think you can go go past these two autobros.com.au get on it get on it go and check it out the white one's not listed yet but y- you know y- you've got the inside line
0: yeah use use promo code the vk bros for nothing off because it's already such a good price
1: <laughs> no if you if you, if you if you if you buy a car from me and use the cur- uh, vk bros i'll give you a hundred dollar Feel card, how's that sound? Yeah, there okay. you go, I just made that up on the spot. Happy days. There you go. It's Making money.
0: special offer.
1: Yeah, um, I want to start off with something that I was supposed to talk about last week, which Before I forgot. Before you do,
0: can we start off with something that we never do, but we have to do? Um, can you guys just like, like the video? <laughs> like the fucking video, you lazy. Like, it's not that hard. Support the channel. Like the video. You guys always come back. You know who you are, because you're here every single week. Like the content. Help us out. Helps us boost the algorithm. Throw a comment in below. And, yeah, put, uh,
1: put it right dirt in the um, in the
0: whatever comment section. Just say hello. Have a chat. Uh, instead of going to, like, signal or something for, like, private communications, have your very deep, dark DM conversations in the comments <laughs> of this YouTube video because it would just help us out to build the channel.
1: Yeah, we... we... There's there is a system that obviously everyone else uses which they just tell everyone, like they ask everyone nicely. Mm. We'd kind of spoken at the beginning, we're like, well, we shouldn't have to remind people how to do it because yeah. it's it should, you know, it should be a given. Yeah. But it's clearly not.
0: That's right. So just fucking do it, you
1: <laughs> right? do it. So something I was supposed to talk about last week, which is in the finance world was an update on Michael Saylor. Mm-hmm. Now anyone that's seen my like I, I did a video three, four months ago about mm-hmm. about the patron saint of Bitcoin. And there was some news last week that we forgot to address, which is that he's stepped down as CEO of MicroStrategies his mm, company.
0: That was the headline.
1: That was the headline. Mm.
0: And it Sorry, st- sorry, the headline was Michael Saylor steps down as CEO from MicroStrategies due to like nine hundred million dollar loss on Bitcoin or something like that.
1: Yeah. Well not no, not loss, but at Bitcoin position.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it sent a lot
1: of people into a tailspin. Because mm-hmm. I had said here before that that MicroStrategies, they're one of the largest holders of Bitcoin in the world mm-hmm. and they have a strike price of $23,000. So if it goes below $23,000, they're at a loss. Yeah. And it has been hovering around, like under, it's been hovering around $22,000. Mm-hmm. So it sent the the internet into a tailspin. spin. they're like, oh, he's been fired and blah, 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 blah. You know, I did the deep dive so that you don't have to. He stepped down from MicroStrategies to purely focus on the Bitcoin position.
0: Yeah. So it, in other words, he stepped down as CEO over the whole business to literally just focus on the Bitcoin side of it. Yeah.
1: MicroStrategies is a hedge fund and it's computer software yeah. company. And he has moved out just to focus on the thing that he's most
0: passionate about. Yeah. Which is Bitcoin. Which is Bitcoin. So it's not the bad news for Bitcoin that the headline would suggest. Correct. Us. It's actually really good news for Bitcoin. Correct, 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 correct. Now
1: the second thing I wanted. So that's that's last week's stuff. Ap- apologies that it's a week late
0: because mm-hmm.
1: you needed to know that the world needs to know that information. Yeah. What has troubled me this week in the news is why we cared so much about Olivia Newton-John. Mm-hmm. In my mind, okay, so we had five days of bumper-to-bumper bumper, Olivia Newton-John coverage, I couldn't get away from it. The first yeah. two days, I there was not one station that wasn't showing mm. the same things on repeat. It's like they don't even have that many images of it. They're using the same three stock images over and over and over and over, and over again.
0: Yeah.
1: And what's crazy to me is that the headline should be 73-year-old cancer patient dies. Yeah. Right? And she was a great, like, Great singer. Yeah, did some great things. A great, put great Australia career. on the map.
0: Like you know, give credit where it's due. She was has some interesting a great Australian
1: history in that her husband that disappeared and yeah never just know. never
0: showed up. Yeah. You're still missing. No one spoke about that though in, the, in no. the all the all the five days of news coverage. Yeah,
1: but it was like it got me to the point of resentment. Mm. I was like, yeah, I like I like her. She's great, but I've, that's enough. Mm. Like that's not why. There was nothing out of the ordinary in her in her case. There was nothing that special about.
0: She's had cancer for like twenty years, like since the nineties, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: She's seventy three years old. Mm. Well Where's the story? Yeah. Oh, something about a you know she's doing a concert and rah, rah. Okay, that's mm. one. You know, one, it's a segment. One, it's a. Segment. It's a segment, it's right? A segment. You cover
0: it. You you show respects to her. She is someone that did put Australia on the map in in certain regards, and then you move on. So my
1: repill brain was going on overdrive, going, "What are they hiding? Mm. What's what's happening right now mm-hmm. that well, they're not telling us? Because yeah. this is not a story." And you could even you could even see it in the the hosts were getting tight. You could tell, yeah, because
0: they had to keep reading the same script every fifteen over minutes. and over, and
1: then down the bottom, the like breaking news, mm. and it wasn't breaking. No, on day you're three, four days
0: in, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. So where what was the real news? Well, on the same day was... And I don't know if this is where you're going. Might I'm be. not going
1: anywhere because okay. I couldn't see anything.
0: Right. Well, I do know that on the same day that it happened was the day that the FBI raided Trump's house, Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Which I... It got it, coverage after the fact, I feel.
1: It didn't get that much coverage on the day. Well, that's the thing.
0: And, and, like, again, this is red pill brain. And what I'm, what I'm definitely trying to make an effort to do is not completely tumble down the conspiratorial lane every single time something like this comes up. Because a big part of me just says, all these morning shows are dying because they have no content, because all the content's on YouTube or the internet for free, so they just saw this as an opportunity to get boomer money, because the boomers are the people who cared Mm -hmm. about Living Newton-John, and the boomers are the people who watch morning television.
1: Yeah, but are they going to buy into five days' worth of flat-out coverage?
0: Well, look, what what's your Facebook feed? Probably. Or, like or, someone or do.
1: Is it, okay, I know someone that got a little bit sensitive to it because they're of a similar age, mm-hmm. and they would now start to fear
0: death. Right. Oh, go and get your booster. <laughs> um, but So that was that was one of my first thoughts. But I did find it remarkable that on the same day that it happened, the FBI raided Trump's house for apparently looking for documents, but we're not a hundred percent sure what the real reason is for it yet. Uh, that will be released at, in time, but it was fascinating to me. Or that, not? Uh, <laughs> apparently the um, the what's it called? Not summons. The warrant. Well, the details of that have to be released. Apparently, okay. And. I just found it interesting because this is the first time in history that a former president's residence has been raided by the FBI. Yeah, you it's, rang me
1: about this. We've, we've spoken about this yeah. prior, so you 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 go your bit, and then I'll tell you my. Well, my take
0: all, on. all I was going to say is this: that's a news item. Yeah, that's it a story. Yeah, first time in history, former president who is a, one of the most polarizing figures in American political history gets raided by the FBI. That's news. Mm. Not running the Olivia Newton John story again for the third, fourth, fifth day in a row. Agreed. Like Right. So, I I think that this is this was multi levels of dumb decision making. I think part of it is it was just it was a slam dunk, easy content to keep your boomers engaged and to mm-hmm. to put eyes in front of screens yeah. because a lot of people from that vintage are the ones who are talking about mm-hmm. it. Like I, I spoke to a. Not not quite her age, but close to a person about it. And i yeah. are like, oh but Olivia, like, you know, she was this amazing person and blah blah blah, and like, why don't you care? And I was like, Well, I hazard a guess, if I died a week ago, Olivia wouldn't give a shit either. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, but you're Jason Von
0: Cannell and she's Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So yeah. but I don't care. Because she didn't have that impact on my she's life. She's still an old lady. Yeah, old lady, cancer patient. And what's interesting is if you juxtapose that against, unfortunately, what happened, what day is it, Saturday? Yes, I think it was that Thursday. Uh, former Cowboys coach, Paul Green. Yeah. 49 years old. Wife, two children. And unfortunately, it sounds like topped himself. Mm. Uh, and that's gotten some coverage, but not much. And it's like, you know, like what you're saying about the Olivia Newton-John thing. Shouldn't really even be a headline. 73-year-old cancer patient of 20 years dies. Mm. 49-year-old bloke who kills himself. Like, when, we, when, when society seems to be centred a lot around people's feelings and making everyone feel good all the time, I don't feel like they're getting anywhere near enough coverage of, you know, this guy who literally is still around rugby league. Like, he's just not been a head coach for, I think, a year or two. Mm. Tops himself. Like, why don't we talk more about, you know, men's mental health? Yeah, I wonder if
1: by pure uh, happenstance it's hard to pitch that movement after you've you've been so girl power. Yeah, it's very hard to flip it. Yeah, you know there needed to be a weak difference between the two. Yeah, and look, as, as, as dumb as it sounds, I'm just trying to think like what a producer might might think. For sure, because at the
0: end of the day, like those network television is all about keeping as many eyeballs on the screen as you possibly can. And typically the people who watch certain shows are triggered by certain things and they care about certain things and they really don't like certain things. And all these networks are doing is trying to serve up what is palatable to their audience because they want to keep the the ad revenue going.
1: Um Well, do you know what I think's rough about the suicide thing? Well. Is that it's still like a in a, in a lot of ways it's dark art. We don't know what the fix is. We're saying yeah. we're saying go and you know, go and talk and go, on, go and go seek, you know, um, professional help. Mm. But there's still very much a dark stigma attached to absolutely, and the numbers are so high. The suicide number is such a such a huge number, yeah. and it isn't. Uh, I remember talking to you during the you know the height of the pandy how we wanted to see what the what the rate of suicide did after lockdowns because yeah. you know we if we had to guess we would say it's gone up, and that we probably won't get that info because there was a decision made and i'm not sure if it was in the 90s or the 90s where to not to to try and take away some of the glory of a
0: of a yeah. suicide
1: we just stopped talking about it that's we right and i
0: it. i don't know if it's laws like um like media or if it was an regulations experiment. yeah um, and, and and you know what this is one of the things which probably uh, flips me around on some of my arguments about awareness. Because like I've I've said before in the past and we've discussed other subjects uh where you've got certain groups talking about awareness of things and part of me goes, well, you know, maybe if we stopped just blatantly talking about it all the time, we'd stop separating people into groups and therefore mm. we might actually be able to come together as a whole people of individuals rather than mm. right. But then you look at something like this and you go, like because we don't, is, is suicide happening more because we don't talk about it?
1: Y- yeah, well you know, that's, and and we're trying to tell people, we're trying to tell, like, the, the few messages that do come out, like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the UFC fighter Paddy the Batty. Yeah, Paddy Pumbler. He used his platform after he won a fight to talk about it. Yeah. But we don't so we tell people to and, talk about it whilst not talking about but it. But that's
0: right. And that got like international press for that afternoon after it happened. Yeah. And then it stopped. And then Olivia Newton John gets five days. And like one of the statistics that people don't like talking about is seventy five percent of suicides are men. Yeah. You know? And we 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 are trying to do a lot of things as a society for, you know, equality and to bring women up and all that sort of stuff, and that's that's admirable. But I guess it's the same as kind of what we did with COVID, where we we get so focused on one issue, we forget everything else at the same time. And you kind of have to look at the other issues too. Like what I'm saying is with COVID, all the medical system cared about was COVID. And then there's been this uptick in like, you know, people not getting cancers detected early enough because they're not able to go to the normal doctor's visits or whatever the case may be. Because we focus so much on that one issue that we took our eyes off all the other ones. And I wonder if you know we focus so much on trying to lift up not only women, but maybe not even women at the moment because they've been sort of superseded by LGBTIQA plus issues mm. that we're just like, ah, don't worry about the fact that 75% of people who kill themselves are men. I don't know, it's it's a tricky one. Well, I kind of... To
1: try and play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. it's, it's like being... If so if you're a store and you need to market a product you don't market all your products you market a specific product mm. at a specific time mm-hmm. to get a specific result yeah. and so you can measure it yeah so it could be argued that that's the reason why the media does what they do mm-hmm. because then they can they can now follow via data to see what kind of buy-in they're getting see yeah. what kind of traction they get with particular stories but I do I, I it does come back to me to think that suicide is such a hard thing to speak about because there's no definitive answer to fix it. There's and no more, vaccine for suicide.
0: Well, that's also what I was going to say. What's the product that you sell to fix the problem? Mm. Well, like I mean,
1: SSRIs of, are the... Um, but that's, he,
0: that's the product, but they're not they're but, not as big here. Well, that's actually interesting that you brought that up because have you seen recently <laughs> there's new studies that have come out which say that they don't work? And that... Um,
1: I, I And you know we're a massive user of it. Like Australia's top... All in the world? Yeah, like America, UK, and Australia, was... I think are like. No, Canada was the thing, was that? Oh, know.
0: might be Canada yeah. as well. Funnily enough, it's all the same nations that keep rearing their heads when it comes to pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Right? It's not a coincidence. But uh, I, again, this is. And pulling... none of the blue zone countries. Like none yeah. of the, Yeah. Well, this is pulling stuff out of my bum, but I just remember briefly seeing something recently about. I think the link between serotonin and uh, mental health issues. Like there's been new studies that have come out which actually show that they're not linked. Some, something along those lines.
1: That serotonin and and depression are not linked?
0: May it's... it's a, yeah, it's... it's I'm not 100% sure what they were trying to link it to. But in other words, those SSRIs, because they are... Are they selective... Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors yeah. is what that SSRI stands for. So in other words, what these studies were saying was that prescribing SSRIs to treat certain mental health conditions has been proven to be fruitless because the link between serotonin and these mental oh, health I conditions see. is not there, as we were told they were.
1: What was the study... Was Oh, is that the study that was based up. on... That was all fraudulent. Was that, that that one came out a couple of weeks ago? Yes. Where the one research paper that kept, keeps getting drawn upon to... Uh, to use for research and use for publications was false
0: yeah and and unfortunately I think stuff like this we will continue to see because it, I think a lot of people have finally realized we did during the last two years that uh, certain entities whether they're pharmaceutical companies or governments, or whatever, will selectively cherry pick data to support an action which might drive profits, or, yeah, or whatever.
1: The, the model works.
0: So I just just did a quick search. Um, so this is a quick article from The Guardian uh, from the twentieth of July. So titled "Depression: Little evidence that chemical imbalance causes depression." Uh, UCL scientists find research question: Use of antidepressants prescribed to one in six UK adults. Mm. Uh, Scientists have called into question the widespread use of antidepressants after a major review found, in quotes, no clear evidence that low serotonin levels are responsible for depression. So that's what it was. Prescriptions for antidepressants have risen dramatically since the 1990s, with 1 in 6 adults and 2% of teenagers in England now being prescribed them. Millions more people around the world regularly use antidepressants. In quotes, many people take antidepressants because they have been led to believe their depression has a biochemical cause, but this new research suggests this belief is not grounded in evidence, said the study's lead author, Joanna Moncrief, a professor of psychiatry at University uh, College London and consultant psychiatrist at Northeast London NHS Foundation Trust. In quotes, it is always difficult to prove a negative, but I think we can safely say that after a vast amount of research conducted over several decades, there is no convincing evidence that depression is caused by serotonin abnormalities particularly by lower levels or reduced activity of serotonin. Thousands of people suffer from side effects of antidepressants, including the severe withdrawal effects that can occur when people try to stop taking them, yet prescription rates continue to rise. We believe this situation has been driven partly by the false belief that depression is due to a chemical imbalance. It is high time to inform the public that this belief is not grounded in science. So,
1: I think that's the one that refers to a study that was done that literally all the pharmaceutical companies, all governments, all doctors have sort of... Sorry, not all. Yeah. A, large, uh, a large group of these have used, have drawn upon that data yeah. that was done in a study that turned out to be false yeah. to model the way that we, we get out of these mental health issues. That's
0: right. And unfortunately, like that article illustrates how not only detrimental but profitable these drugs are. Because one of the worst things that you can possibly do with antidepressants is get off them. Yeah. So once you're on them, a lot of people never stop taking them for the rest of their lives.
1: Yeah, I don't think there is a I don't think there is a because I have a friend that's that's on them and I ask that question, like, oh what's the plan to sort of mm. to to
0: Transition? Adaptation. Transition
1: and they he, he's like, There is no plan. That's it's yeah. just
0: and, this is what I do now. And this is where like it really makes you wonder how much of our society or ideas in our society are built on a completely unstable foundation. Because there are so many things that, you know, when when we were growing up, and let me use cholesterol as an example. When we were growing up in the 90s, cholesterol was a demon word. Mm. And it still is to a degree today. You see ads all the time about certain types of butter or whatever yeah, that lower. will lower your cholesterol yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But there's been many studies that have come out over the last two decades which have shown that dietary intake of cholesterol doesn't actually uh, contribute to cholesterol build-up in your arteries. Uh, Also, furthermore from that, cholesterol is actually the building block that your body uses to create its sex hormones. So things like testosterone, uh, you need to have dietary cholesterol in your system for your body to produce testosterone. So that's an example of something that we grew up with as kids where you wonder how much of like the medical community or the nutrition community or the psychiatric community is built on this bedrock of false ideas that just never even get re-looked at. Well, wasn't it the sugar sugar industry that spent millions of dollars on... Demonizing ps- fat. Yeah. 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 Let's, so all let's these, take all, the
1: eyes off fast and put it on... That's right. Fat. All those
0: products, uh, you know, low-fat products, they're all high in sugar. And then the obesity epidemic went through the. I'm not into sugar. sugar. I love sugar. Oh yeah, well, it's look, delicious. Everything in moderation, but what is what is scary is the amount of uh, the amount of choices that we make on a day to day basis, which we think are founded in fact, but they're not. And I think I had an example of this during the week that
1: I was talking to about mm. in a conversation about working out where an old adage has lingered with this person, yeah. which is like the cardio burns fat and, and weight stone. Mm. And I'm like, I had to, I had to say, what, what evidence are you using to yeah. get to that? And he just came up with nothing. Mm. I'm like, well, okay, he's like, he's all the data. Like the data's changed. That was the thing that was said in like the nineties or the early noughties. Yeah. But, that's changed mm-hmm. and it's clearly changed. But it obviously had such power in his mind it's just stuck there in his mind. Mm-hmm. And there's, I'm sure there's hundreds of those little adages that are, that are, that are stuck within us because of a and, great marketing campaign.
0: But also, a lot of that stuff comes from our parents, right? Because that's the marketing p- campaigns that they consumed when they had us as kids and then they applied those things to us. So quite often, it doesn't even come from something that we've seen on the TV or the internet. It comes from things that we grew up yeah. No. Like, um, someone who's very close to my family, who is in the, the vintage of uh, a parent of someone of our generation, just trying to be as ambiguous as possible again, uh, still demonizes salt. Doesn't right. allow putting salt in any food, just claims salt raises blood pressure, it's the demon, it's really bad for you, right. blah, 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 blah. Again, all these studies have come out showing the benefits of salt you need to have salt otherwise you get dehydrated if you if, you're if you don't have iodized salt you need to have iodized salt because if you
1: don't have your iodine in your diet you can have all sorts of complications well yeah
0: i mean look at if you go if you run a marathon and at the end of it to rehydrate someone comes and gives you a hydrolyte what's a hydrolyte got in it electrolytes what are electrolytes they're salts yeah like your body needs salt to function but this person grew up in a time when the TV said that salt's bad for you, so remove it from your diet, and whatever the fad was at the time that was going to replace it, and that's just carried through to the rest of their lives, and they're still throwing it at people like it's fact now. And it's like, well, no, you've got to update your thinking. Yeah. And I put a post up on our page this week about zooming out, mm. and, and because what, what I was inspired by, I was uh, driving past the lookout up on Tambury Mountain, And I grew up on the mountain. Anyone who knows about the lookouts know the views that you get are amazing. But if you're a local, you just generally drive past them Mm -hmm. and you don't stop and actually appreciate them. So I stopped yesterday um, on my way off to finish work. It was still sunlight out, so I, I took a photo. And I was like, that to me was an example of something that we just drive past every single day, don't pay attention to. But then when you actually go and look at it, and then you look at all the houses and the properties and the trees, like there's so much there for you to see If you just open your eyes and take the time to have a look at it. And there are so many biases which are inherent in our minds, which if you don't stop yourself from time to time and actually have a look at what that bias comes from, you know, you're missing the whole picture.
1: Well, I zoom out even, I'm the king zooming out. Hmm. I am the wide angle lens of... That's
0: why you need glasses. Yeah,
1: yeah. JWST makes me realise that yeah. e- even more. To go and say that we are not even a needle prick atom at the end of the mm. molecules, like when when you realise how small and insignificant we are, why why would you stress about stuff? Why would you why <coughs> yeah. why would you let those bad things like happen? You know the feeling is bad, right? Mm-hmm. There is no good feeling yeah. from stress, from bullshit, from grudges, from all those bad things that that, that happen in life. Mm-hmm. If we are if we are so now this is the way I see it, I'm a class half-full kind of guy. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ever the Optimist, but I'm like, why bother? Like, why bother with that shit when mm. the, the universe is so like immensely big and we are so small. We, 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 we have such. A tiny, tiny role. Why would you be? Why would you? Why would you put yourself through all the bad stuff?
0: Yeah, I. It's funny. I was literally thinking about this on the way up because my wife asked me to listen to this podcast on <coughs> the Mama Mia Network. Oh, good. Yeah, but it was. It was. It was interesting because it was an interview between Mia Friedman, who runs it, and this girl who'd written. I'd say, girl, lady. Who'd written an article about being a stay-at-home mum, and she's got four kids under six, I think. And anyway, they're having this discussion. My apologies. (laughs) Yeah, my condolences.
1: Sorry. Well, apologies. They're not mine. Her
0: argument was that we need to give women more support to be stay-at-home parents, Mm -hmm. and you know there was was some interesting things said in there, like she's like we, you know, you subsidise. Um, huge amount like the government subsidizes huge amounts to send kids to daycare so a mum can go back to the workforce and be productive but on the flip side as well it's like well the economy doesn't function if we don't have children so why wouldn't you take that subsidized money just throw it at mums to stay home to have more encourage people to have more kids and raise more kids which therefore increases your population increases your output but anyway all of that stuff. I completely to disagree with all that I, I know you would, because you don't have kids, therefore it doesn't benefit you. Yeah. No, 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 no. Let's not get through we'll comments. I don't want to talk to I don't we'll want to talk back. about this. I want to get back, back to the point of what I was saying. What the what I found interesting about the conversation was Mia Friedman, the whole reason why she reached out was because when she read the article, she felt personally attacked. Because she's had however many children herself. And that's what people on social media do. <laughs> they always feel yeah. personally attacked. True. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but She had made the decision. She's been back working since her first child was like four months old. And she's had other children. She goes straight back to work straight away. And then this mum, she's like, she feels personally attacked by people saying that what she's doing is not work. It's just unpaid labor. And the stigma that's attached to, you know, even the words they use, like, oh, stay at home, mum. It implies that you're lazy or uneducated or unambitious and blah, 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 blah. And what I took out of it is, why the fuck do any of you care? Yeah what everyone else thinks about the choices that you make.
1: Yeah.
0: Our entire life is a series of choices. Mm-hmm. And they all have pros and cons. I'll give you an example. Uh, during winter, my wife and I considered taking Nate out of daycare because the family keeps getting sick. The problem is Nate's got some really good friends. He's got a best friend, mm-hmm. right? And this best friend is six months older and he's going to get pushed up into the next room soon. So they might be semi-split. So we've been tossing it up and we're like, both of these choices have pros and cons. Mm. If we pull him out, we stop getting as much sickness around the house, but he doesn't get to get that social interaction, which I Mm. think is really important for him. Uh, So we had to toss it up and we made a choice, but we made the choice based on what is best for us as a family, knowing the pitfalls that were going to come with it. I don't care what someone on the internet thinks about that choice. I don't give a shit. And so when you are talking about like the JWST photos and how big the universe actually is, the number one thing that you guys need to take out of that is make your choices based on what you want to do and how you want to live your life because no one else can live it for you and like do the things that make you happy or that you you feel like you want to do the most knowing full well there will be pros and cons.
1: Do not dictate your life based on opinions of others. Yeah,
0: because they don't care.
1: Because, they don't care
0: because all they anyone who comes at you for a decision you've made, all they're doing is they're trying to get you to reinforce the decision yeah. they've made.
1: If you're if you're fired up about about the, if you feel personally attacked by what what mm. people have said, mm-hmm. you need to check yourself. That's right. You need to you need to uh, uh, you definitely need to update your thinking. Mm-hmm because you have a massive chink in your armour... Yeah. ...that is only going to hurt you. There is zero benefit... You need to go and look, look at some pictures up, of
0: space it. for a little while. Yeah, yeah, And go, like, I wonder what's out there in the depths of the galaxies... And are they online right now, looking at my Instagram feed judging me for the decisions that i made.
1: <laughs> now, to clap back at the comment that you made about me saying, because I don't have kids, I, I don't believe that um, there should be um, subsidies for childcare.
0: We've spoken about this before,
1: but anyway, continue. I don't think there should be subsidies into anything. Mm-hmm. And But oh. I absolutely believe that there should be the ability um, where we're wanted, where someone should stay at home with, with the kids, because it mm-hmm. leads to the best outcomes for the kids. hmm and I I think that there is a large segment of the population who, and I learnt this in myself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: when you're earning really good money, but you're slaving, you're selling your, you're prostituting yourself to a corporation. Yeah. Uh, you take a drug, the drug <laughs> being filling a bucket of stuff. Yeah. Right to 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 justify why you're spending that trying much to time- find
0: dopamine that you're not. That you are yep. deficient in because of not enjoying the work yeah. you're doing. Yep.
1: So if you're out there, if you're out there, ha- like being in a family unit mm-hmm. where both of you have to work. Yeah. Yet you're driving a new Mercedes. Yeah, that's right. Mm,
0: well, maybe that's not the smartest use of your and of, those. Of your capacity. Those are choices right. that you go. Why are you driving the Mercedes? If you're living a life that you hate to, to drive GTI <laughs> yeah. manual. Yeah. It's not practical, but hey, life's not supposed to be easy. Promo code to VK, bros. But yeah, it, that, that's a choice that people, I, I feel, if you're in that, a position where you're driving a car you can't afford, working a job you hate to fund a lifestyle you've built that you, you can't actually sustain, you're not doing that for you. Yeah. Because really. you're not enjoying yourself. Yeah. You're doing that to project something to other people and the other people don't care. They don't care. They really don't. They might say they care, but they're all they're
1: caring is about how it affects them. Yeah. Everyone's or How so it makes intimate. them feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there is a. So I believe there should be no subsidies, but I I also believe there should. You know, I am very much a numbers guy, and mm-hmm. the, you know, the overarching the the large amount of studies show that kids that have a lot of parental
0: interaction mm. tend to have. Better outcomes. Yeah, so, so so that play that number. So I found that interesting because I mean, the, out of out of the point that she was saying is, like, so our um, our daycare gets subsidised at the moment. I think we get about seventy dollars a day or something mm. that's that subsidises the daycare. So we send eight like, four days a week. So seven fours are twenty eight, two hundred and eighty bucks a week. We're getting subsidised from the government to send them to daycare. But if you don't send them to daycare and you just stay at home with them, you don't get any money. So what her argument was, was if you're happy to subsidise it to send them, because whoever's at the daycare center taking care of your kids is getting paid to do it, why wouldn't you yeah, pay it's someone to be such a home? fucking dumb way to look at things. But it's not when you consider the fact that, like, if everyone just wanted to make more money, no one should have kids. Because if you don't have kids, you can go out and you can be way more economically productive. But the economy doesn't continue if you don't have children. So you do need to be able to make it uh, accessible to people to have No, it's, it's a trap. It, what do you mean it, it's a trap? That subsidy has trapped people into exactly
1: what we're trying to rally against.
0: What do you mean? Subsidising childcare promotes the youth that yep. uh, promotes people going back to work. So I'm what I'm su- what I was just saying is that why if you can subsidize them to send the child, yeah. why wouldn't the government give the same level of subsidy to that mum to yeah. take care of the same job? Because if you removed all subsidies,
1: mm-hmm. you would achieve the thing that I want to achieve and spend no money.
0: Yeah. This is, so
1: this this is the problem. No, because this is what happens. This mm-hmm. is what every everyone that has no idea about how economics works. Mm-hmm. Or they, they just cash grab. cash grab, cash grab, well, give me the cash, give me the cash, give me the cash, give me the I cash. I don't, yeah, I, I'm if not you, looking at it
0: that way. No, but you,
1: you're, you're, you're lost in the weeds, you're zoomed too far in I'm on, not. but but you're justifying. Like, say her, say her, your whatever. point and
0: then, because yeah. this is, yeah, anyway, continue your point.
1: The trap is, like the subsidy for childcare mm-hmm. is the trap that's causing the need for people to go and work. So if you remove the subsidies, then there's less.
0: But it's not though. H- it, how it, ha- it? It's not. It, the 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 subsidies to childcare does not force people to have to go to work. No, it promotes it.
1: They you promote, just said it. It you promotes people
0: it. to go to work. Correct. No, it doesn't.
1: But you just said you just said well, well how? No, no. You- what I
0: what I said was that they will give you money if you send your kid to daycare. Yeah. They'll actually give you more money. If you send your kid to daycare and you stay home and don't go to work yeah. because your income will be lower, therefore they subsidise at a yeah. higher rate. It doesn't incentivize people to go to work. What I was saying was that, well, what her argument was, was if the government wants to incentivize people to send their kids to daycare to be cared for by someone else, why wouldn't they just flick that same money to the mum to take care yeah. of the child at home?
1: If there was no money put in there, then the childcare centres mm-hmm. would have to charge... What it's really worth to do that, which would the free market would dictate what that's worth, and you will get a natural leveling of of the
0: right amount of um, uh, work that's being done for the right amount of uh, childcare that's been done. But you need to extrapolate that out and look at the big picture too, and go where do you draw the line on subsidies in every industry? You where do you draw it? subsidies? So no free healthcare, no free uh, primary schooling or secondary schooling. No, like none of the other services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where, not
1: that. that And
0: that's where it's like, okay, where do you draw the line? Because at the end of the day, what is the difference between kindergarten, like kindy or daycare, and primary school? There's still someone else taking care of your children, but we subsidise one but not the other.
1: Yeah, but one's a one's a business and one's a government agency. Well, so no, pr- because pr-
0: private schools are businesses and they get subsidies as well. I but subsidy. yeah, let's not get into yeah. the weeds too much with it because it's a very complex thing. I just thought out of out of that conversation, I don't want to even want to talk about trying to fix the world with how, how we do I our social system. I suppose what I'm
1: saying, incentivizing daycare yeah. is pushing is 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 adding a stigma to say, Hey, like why don't you just go get this money and you go back to work? Mm. That's the message that I think people are missing. And yep. and and what I think we both agree on the fact that you shouldn't have to, mm. if you want to stay at home, if that's going to give you the best outcomes for your family unit, which mm. should be your sole focus, yeah. Then don't listen to the incentives. And if the incentives were removed, would we get better outcomes? That's the question. Yeah, potentially.
0: Um, And that's where yeah, like no, there's no perfect system, and like I've. My, my ex was worked in daycare and she said it was always the rats who st- had the parents who stayed at home, who had the highest level of subsidy, who dropped them off the first and they picked them up right at the end of the, the day. Because the incentive was the largest. That's right. So it all a lot of that stuff comes down to personalities. But anyway, I don't want to get into the weeds. What I wanted to focus on out of that conversation was there were two women who have chosen different lifestyles who felt attacked by the other person yeah, yeah, yeah. talking about the benefits of their lifestyle when it's like, hey, you guys both are right. different people. You're both right. Yeah. Just enjoy yeah. the choices you've made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's, there's always pros and cons with anything that you do. Yeah, totally. Look at you and me. I've had kids, so I'm not as economically productive as I was before I had kids. I'm killing it. You're doing we'll really well. Flush with cash. Yeah. No love in your life. No little Zero. pitter-patter of little things. But thing you know out. what? Self-love, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got heaps. And you've got heaps of time for it, too. <laughs> like, there's pros and cons with yeah. everything. But at the end of the day, we know these are decisions that we've made, yeah. and we're enjoying them to the best of our ability. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's a really big lesson for people to take out of it.
1: Uh, can we talk about John Barilaro? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Johnny Boy. <laughs> because
1: I had the time. I don't... You didn't listen to the...
0: I watched the four hours. I'm not listening to it. That stuff just makes
1: me cringe so hard. I I listened to the first four hours of his first day of a deposition. I I don't even know what the hearing was.
0: Oh, so for anyone who uh, hasn't paid attention in the past, John Barillaro is the ex-deputy premier of New South Wales under the Gladys Berejiklian government. Her and him both resigned within about a week or two of each other when they the the heavies were starting to come at them about corruption uh, charges. John Par- Barillaro, literally, his nickname that he was happy with himself was Pork Barillaro because of the amount of pork barreling that his government used to do, which he didn't realise was potentially a corrupt thing to do. And on his way out of office, he participated in a little, little sprinkle more corruption before he left by getting a... There was a... Um, Five hundred thousand dollar a year, like emissary position. Yeah, business to, trade to emissary. New York, which they'd already earmarked for a chick. I think who's wildly more qualified than he was. Yep, uh, and he just essentially she had got the job. she had the job. Yeah, like, it
1: was it was coming to her, and
0: he made some moves to get that job taken off her and given to him, so he could go to a five hundred thousand dollar a year position on the taxpayer dollar and be based out in New York. So there's hearings into the potential corruption that was involved. In that, which you've listened to the whole thing, (laughs) which I just, I don't have that kind of
1: time And look, you don't need to, because it was, it was, look, it was funny for me.
0: Cringeworthy.
1: He is so corrupt. He doesn't even know how to not sound
0: corrupt. Yeah. Because it's, it's become his daily like process. So it's so normal to him. Yeah. He doesn't realise that everyone else isn't doing yeah. the same thing. Hey, no,
1: like, I, I had the same opportunities as everyone else to get that sweet job. Okay, well, your, your who are your referees? Well, I had three referees. Okay, well, which ones, or what are their names? I'm not telling you. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> public, right. Two of them are public knowledge. Oh, okay, well, then you can tell me those ones. <laughs> All right? And they just happen to be... Uh, Arthur Zinedine's. Yeah. One of the old favourites. Who's literally done this same thing before and is now the ambassador in the US. So he's like,
0: "Bruh, come into here, bruh?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'll give you this sweet one. Yeah. And then they asked him, okay, so could anyone in the public get Arthur Zinedine's to be a referee? referee? Like, how would you contact the ambassador to the United States? And he's like, well, I just rang him on the mobile. (laughs) And like, but could anyone else do that? And he's like, no, but I can. Yeah. he doesn't even know. He's, he's my
0: mate. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And
1: <laughs> subsequently, he the day two of the hearing, mm. he's used mental health as a thing to because he was getting pounded. Yeah. He looked so dumb, and like he was. If something was really going to hit him hard, mm. his approach was. Oh, I can't remember. It wasn't racist. It was. Um, it's a slur. What if uh, just. Right. What you've, that that line of questioning? That is a slur. <laughs> yeah. And the slur is being like, "Mate, you're corrupt." No, oh, if you're calling me corrupt, yeah, that's, that's a slur. slur. <laughs> yeah, and and it's, it's, it's a really interesting way to try and label something that you know is true and mm. and try and well, uh, associate it with a with a um, oh, taboo. That
0: is a a um, a symptom of the society we live in at the moment, where. Uh, Facts are overridden by your feelings on the matter
1: yeah and i love the technique of uh, what's it called where you just don't stop talking so the person can't so you you use up the time so that no one else can oh
0: is that that's not is it filibuster yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. king of filibuster
1: (laughs) and just over and over and over again and then like the 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 uh the speaker would have to like you know Yep. Can you stop,
0: John? Can you stop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you stop? Now, in fairness to him, and, and this is where it get like, this is where these sorts of loopholes of, like, you know, crying mental illness or mental health issues to not appear at your own corruption trial, mm. it's so destructive for society. And I I do not believe for a second that he's not mentally ill. <laughs> I think he's got... Plenty of mental oh, and,
1: and and I've been in a scenario too where a company has done something to me. And mm. my I've never ever felt more high levels of stress before in my yeah. life. And and I went to try and face up to it. I fronted up to that that workplace. Mm. And my anxiety went through the roof. I never had anxiety before. Yeah, they, yeah. So I can... I, it's, I think mm.
0: it's a genuine thing. Oh, for sure. And it just and considering the amount of uh, public attention he's received in the last 12 months, mainly because of... Friends. Shout out to Jordan James. Yeah, especially when you're wrong, dude. Like, but, especially but, when you've got no defence. you yeah. lost. And, and this is the thing, though, is is I am not happy for people to go make corrupt decision after corrupt decision after corrupt decision... Especially when it comes to being in taxpayer funded positions and then when they fi- when it finally catches up with them to cry mental health and, and get out of mm. it. I don't care, bro. Show up or you just go to prison. And we'll give you mental health support in prison. That should be that should yeah, be the yeah, trade-off. Yeah, yeah. If you if we know you're corrupt and we've got you dead to rights on corruption, you can't just go, eh, I'm not gonna show up. Because I'm, I'm, I don't, feel, I don't feel that good. Because anyone who's going to show up to court because they're being accused of something is going to be a little bit stressed out. Yeah. And I'm, I can tell you that average Joe Blow, you, if you get done for something, oh, yeah. you're not going to be able to go. Oh, I'm too uh, mentally ill to to appear. They'll just go. Uh, no, you're appearing or you're going to jail. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: Totally. But I, I did find it, I did find it entertaining. But at the same time, I I think about that Kurt medsinker bit about Monopoly. Yeah, yeah. Like, how many times have you been a banker playing your family in Monopoly? Yeah. Get a bit behind in your rent. Hey, I'll just take a. Mhm.
0: I'll
1: just take a couple of notes. I'll pay it back. You yeah. Know, I'll one, pay
0: back as soon as I pass go. I'll pay that money. Yeah, back. I'll pay it back. Yeah. And then things get out of out of hand. Yeah.
1: Well, you've just proven what you do to your family. Yeah. <laughs> For what would you do to people that you don't know
0: for an orange five hundred dollar bill? Yeah, right. Right. So
1: yeah. I am not saying I am not saying I wouldn't set up the like if I, I think a person is as corrupt as their ability to be corrupt. Yeah, yeah. as their opportunities. And, yeah, and their unfortunately, opportunities. when
0: you get to a level of deputy premier in a state, you are gonna have a lot of opportunities to be corrupt because a lot of people are gonna be coming to you going, "Hey, Johnny boy, I got a deal for you, <laughs> you know son." You know he even didn't realise how corrupt he
1: was. Oh. He's the job that he had between the sweet New York job, yeah. Was working for a property developer. Yeah. Which we all... Like, if you go and watch Friendly Geordies, he'll he'll outline all of that. If those videos are still up, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But... I
0: think there's videos up about property developers being scumbags, but not necessarily the ones linked to Bruzz.
1: There are some ones linked to Bruzz. Yeah, I'm just not sure if those ones are taken down, but the other ones are still available. He... So he gets his uh, executive director role for this building company. Yeah. And they're like, do you have any uh, history in, in, like, in that industry? He's like, no. And he's like, so what was your role in that? Well, it was getting to know you know, <laughs> the in, inner workings of how that company worked. I was very much learning. Okay. Let's say you're an executive director. Yeah. Learn, so you're an apprentice. Yeah, an apprentice executive director. I know first-year apprentices. They're on like, like, I think even a senior aged first year apprentice is on like five hundred bucks a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. not on that. No. And then and then they're like um okay, does this building company happen to have an issue, like a notice that has been given by government to them? Yeah. Well yes. Yeah. Okay, were you employed to d- address that? No, that is a slur. Yeah. That is a slur. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Did you meet with the government official yeah. that handed that notice to that company? Well, yes, I did, but I wrote in my notes that we were not to speak about that, because that would be a conflict of <laughs> interest, so I definitely did not... Yeah. I, def, I, def, I no, definitely wait, I, covered my tracks. I definitely did not speak about it. Yeah. Okay, can we see those notes? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my private, that's my
0: private thing. Yeah, It is wild. It is wild. Absolutely wild. Uh, we've got ten minutes to go. Can I talk about Monkeypox? Yeah. Because we haven't really spoken about Monkeypox so much on yeah. the pod. Yeah. So there's a few things Because about... it's not a thing. Because who yeah. cares? There's a few things about monkeypox I just want to throw out there because we can do a last-minute conspiracy corner. Yeah. So I have mentioned before, I think, on the pod that what I really believe monkeypox is is a cover-up for vaccine adverse reactions. Right. And what this is based on is the amount of data that has come out that has shown that people who, after being vaccinated and potentially taking boosters and etc., have had diminished immune systems, and our bodies have thousands of pathogens rolling around sure. in them at all times, but because our immune systems are generally strong, we can fight those things off. Therefore, we don't show any symptoms of, of these sorts of things. Yeah. Because that things like, you know, if you've got like uh cold sores for example, like that's always in your system. And then what happens is when you get run down, your cold sores come out sure. because, right. And I feel like, you know, when they're saying that it primarily affects the men who have sex with other men community, uh, Unfortunately, some of the hard partiers in that community generally have lowered immune systems because of... A three-day bender will do that to you. Yeah, that's right. So I feel like it is lowered immunity forcing these things to to materialize. And the reason why I also... Well, something that supports that is the fact that... Uh, As we said last week, one of the things that I hate about all these things is when you cry crisis, it justifies the spending of public money. So we cried crisis. We have had 58 cases of monkeypox in Australia. Obviously, pandemic levels of monkeypox, 58 out of 26 million people. And we've ordered 450,000 vaccines for it. Now, these vaccines are not mRNA vaccines. They are some other technology (laughs) No, they don't, oh, okay. because the first anecdotal reports have started to come out of the UK, because I think they got on the bus a bit quicker than everyone yeah. else. The UK and America did, of people in that community who took the vaccine and have still got monkeypox regardless. So, well, they work upon the definition of what modern day vaccines. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. take it and you still get it. It's still the same, but it's it stops you from hospitalisation and death. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> yeah, um, which. We we're just getting tricked again, bro. We're getting tricked again.
1: I thought there already was a monkeypox vaccine because it's p- quite prevalent in Africa. Like I, it's been it's been around forever in Africa. And I, yeah, but I, but I
0: feel like they've just brought out a new one, which a white one, maybe. Yeah, maybe a, an injectable instead. And then of I
1: a, read an article where Africa will not take these vaccines.
0: Yeah, because they don't. <laughs> yeah, That's why they vote voted against. Oh, so that that takes me to the next point. Why, why is monkeypox been made a thing? And I think I have mentioned this on the pod before, but if I haven't already spoken about it, uh, I believe the reason why the World Health Organisation has declared it as an emergency, even though, the, uh, though it only ticks three out of the five criteria that are required, is because when they tried a few months ago to get the changes to the international health regulations to strengthen them so that the World Health Organisation could declare a pandemic whenever they wanted to, and then they would take care of the pandemic response in oh, yeah. all member nations... And that got voted down by the African nations. Right. Uh, Australian government, we voted for it. Yeah. We wanted to hand Crazy. the keys to the country to the World Health Organization, in and they can just declare a pandemic whenever they want. Yeah. Um, how's that going in Victoria? So remember how they strengthened those permanent pandemic laws. Yeah. And then Dan Andrews like, oh no, well, like there's going to be oversight, and you know we're going to have to table the documents seven days after that we we uh, ex- you know make a pandemic declaration. They're still in. That, that system. And they never table anything. Yeah. Or if they do, it is, we think there is an emergency. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's written on a napkin. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, now we've got monkeypox that we've declared an international emergency. And in Tedros' speech, who's the head of the WHO, uh, he again called for strengthening to the international health. It's just a power play. They're trying yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to get his power play. Vaccine manufacturers have found another market. How good is it to be in the vaccine business? Yeah. Bill Gates thought it was good when he was getting 20 times return on this investment. Like, we're talking vaccines for COVID, vaccines for monkeypox. Um, I saw something last week as well, or this week. Uh, they've now found polio in the sewage systems in the UK. Right. So now there's calls for children of a certain age to take polio vaccines. And the issue with polio vaccines, because polio has basically been eradicated in the Western world, it's still been around in a lot of third world countries, largely caused by the Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation's polio vaccines, because unlike the polio vaccines we've had in the Western world, which are expensive injectables, what they use for the poor countries is it's like a two droplet of like basically live virus. Right. So, What I saw, could possibly go wrong? Yeah, well, I saw a statistic recently which said that 70% of the polio cases in those countries are caused by the vaccine.
1: Oh, right, okay. Right?
0: So it's, it's this, like, merry-go-round of identify a problem, sell a solution which makes the problem worse, re-identify the problem, and, like, around yeah, and around and around it goes.
1: Well, and I'd also argue, and a lot of people have made this link, but the monkeypox thing seems to be AIDS, like, 80s aids revival
0: yeah yeah
1: it's the same it's the same mo that they just think because we're we're sort of a generation past it that we've forgotten yeah but and a lot of guys have heard this all before
0: that's right and it's like well why is it the men who have sex with other men community like why don't we call them gay dudes anymore for a start yeah but if it is the men who have sex with the other men community that would include bisexual people which means that they would be having sex with women as well. Do you so know why aren't the women getting
1: it? Do you know why Cop, the uh, gay men, ha- uh, sorry, men having sex with men, as opposed to just gay men? Why? The movie 3,000 Miles from Graceland, when he's filling out the reports know. like, uh, are you a homosexual? No. Have you had sex with a man?
0: Yes. He was in prison. <laughs> 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 so there right. you go. Yeah, yeah, fair point, fair point. And on that note? On that note, let's leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week.